Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours, and you're listening to the Neighbourhood Rewatch. So, welcome to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. This is the season closer, the season finale. It's what what a season it's been. Um to, to, to help celebrate this season with me, we have uh, Tim. Hello. And we have Adam. All right. Um, and just, just before I ask you what your favourite parts of the season have been, I'm just going to say that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at WatchNeighbor. You can go on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash neighbourhood rewatch. And for just £1 a month, get access, early access, to the unedited, raw Pretty horrible conversations we have before this podcast. <laughs> Can I make a suggestion for season, uh, season four? Absolutely. Something else on the Patreon. I want to give the people more. Okay. I think we're already doing well for a quid, but I just want to sweeten that deal a little bit. I don't know what yet, but can we do something extra just we'll to tickle think. them a little bit more on the Patreon? We'll have a little think. We'll think. We'll think. Uh, maybe you could send out like ticklers, like little feather dusters, just to tickle them. Let's not do that. <laughs> if people really like they're a big fan of us and they also like Suntory whiskey, no one does. I can no give them some second. We haven't got any pretentious listeners on our podcast, Tim. We haven't not cracked the middle class market just yet, Tim. We will do that. Come on, we will get there. <laughs> they might like it at second hand. I'll, give, I'll get some little Evian bottles. Recycle it. Ah, recycling. That's how you crack the middle, the middle class market right there. <laughs> thinking. <laughs> so, yeah, before we start going into this finale, I just want to ask you what, straight off the top of your head, what's been your favourite part of this season so far? I don't remember anything. Give, give me a top five. <laughs> I feel like there's one obvious one that we weren't expecting, which was fucking brilliant. Go on then. What, what do you think it was? We won an award. Oh, yeah, that happened in season three, didn't it? <laughs> he didn't even know. Host, I, 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 do you, I have you got an answer to this question? Uh, I'm just going to say Peter Watch. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew it. And here's the thing, right? <laughs> I don't want to make this season all about Peter Watch at all. And I know you kind of retired it last week. <laughs> Rightly so. Feel like it has to come back this week, <laughs> and I hate that. I hate when things get retired in the back the week after. It's fucking bullshit. <laughs> but I failed to. I, it, when I was watching the three fucking episodes you made me watch this week, I couldn't help but think this calls for a pedo watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get straight into it then. Let's get straight into it. Uh, so yeah, three episodes. Episodes three thousand six hundred sixty nine to three thousand. 671. This was the season finale in Australia in 2000. Uh, because, as I said before, like they, used to, they used to shut down for like two months, so they'd show it just before Christmas. Are we shutting down for two months, then? No, absolutely not. We'll be back next week. Don't worry. Motherfuck Don't worry. We've got, I'll tell you about what we've got planned next week. Don't worry. Just there's a little gap before season four. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, this was the, the season, big season finale. And it shows a little bit because there was a bit more noticeable kind of production value, some big things going on that we'll get to. Uh, I think the biggest thing I want to get to straight off the bat was the Deb Ball. 
Do you know what a dev ball is? Because I didn't. I did, in a way. Tim, what do you think it is? Because you haven't seen it at all. What do you think a dev ball is? It sounds like something that I would come up with an inappropriate, inappropriate, can't speak, inappropriate description for. I will leave it there. Okay. Okay. Well, it's short for debutante ball. Yeah, it's getting worse. I knew that. Yeah, uh, so Aaron Spurs decided to hold a debutante ball. Uh, I didn't know what one was, so Peyton was doing some work on the laptop while I was watching these episodes. He and got I went, Pornhub up and typed in debutante. <laughs> I went, Peyton, what is a dev ball? And she went, well, they don't really do them anymore. because it's Whoa, 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 whoa. If you're going to say what Peyton said, you need to do the accent, please. <laughs> Well, first of all, she said, like, well, what do you want? You can. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, what is a dead ball? She, we don't really do them anymore because they're majorly dodgy. Uh, but basically, the premise of it is, is that you showcase a load of young girls uh, for the local men in the area. <laughs> I wasn't wrong. Peter watch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like I didn't. I th- I just thought it was like a nice little dance. But it yeah, because get- it it's similar. It like comes across like it's a prom. Yeah, yeah, very much so. But with an added like slave trade element. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, there's quite a few characters wrapped into this storyline. Every everyone's excited for the death ball. Uh, Paul has got a girlfriend now. Creepy kid, Carl. Creepy kid, creep, creepy kid. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He's got a girlfriend called Shian or Shian. I don't know. Shian. 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 Uh, but she's like fucking miles away. So he's like, all right, through these episodes, he's having a fucking panic because she can't get, she can't get over here. Uh, he's asking everybody for to pick her up from the airport. Flick's like, no, fuck off. Uh, Joel and Tad can't help. Uh, but Drew helps in the end, which is nice. Uh, and awesome. probably instantly fucking regrets it because he goes and picks him up and they just spend all the... Yeah, he just spends the entire drive back just fingering her in the back, back seat. Of the- <laughs> he's right. He's right. He's pr- full-on finger-banging going on here. <laughs> and it's done over like... I know you're going to probably say it in a minute, but there's like a musical montage, isn't there? And it keeps cutting back to them at it in the car and it's just revolting. It, it probably took you right back to last week, but like it was it was just too much for me. <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty horrible. Uh, Tad was... Det- <laughs> Tad, Jesus fucking Christ. So Tad, uh, well, apart from... Actually, no, we'll get onto Taz's storyline. But so Taz, after he's, he's like, Oh, are you going to bring in Taz? Like, oh, I'll just bring anyone. And I'm 100% sure he brings a prostitute to this. <laughs> prostitute. <laughs> it, it's got to be. You've never seen this character before. You don't see her face. You see the shortest blue skirt you've ever seen. It's tiny hot pants. <laughs> She's got little, little denim hot pants on, proper Daisy Dukes, and like this shiny blue PVC. Very year two thousand top on. She's a prostitute without a doubt. I'm pretty sure clear. You never see a face. Not properly, no. Yeah, definitely That's a prostitute. Weird. So Tad brings <laughs> a prostitute 
Because... And it just sneaks her in the back door. Like, everybody else sneaks in her back door. Um, like, everyone else is doing the big walk-in and the in- uh, Tess is doing an introduction, like, this is whoever, and her date is this person. Tad is just wearing his normal street clothes and he sneaks in round the back with this prostitute and Harold and Madge look at him straight away and they're like, oh, that's a prostitute. <laughs> Prozzy watch, new feature. Uh, actually, you know, while we are on the subject of Tag, uh, so Tag is also moved out of Madge and Harold. You see at the start of the episode, he's he's moving in with Toadie. He's falling out with him and not quite sure why. Well, he says they've kicked him out, but it's out, in the episode, he's coming across like a dick. Yeah, yeah, he's a complete prick about this. Uh, Madge does mention something about him not following the rules, so I think he's been out, because I know he's, he's doing his DJing. Uh, so I think he's been sneaking out and doing DJ sets when he was told yeah, not. Like uh, or shagging prostitutes. Oh, yeah, maybe just the prostitute problem. Round upon. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, he's also doing, he's going to do a bone marrow transplant for someone. Don't know where this came from. This is weird as fuck. You just make note, like halfway through, like the after party, he says, oh, it's so-and-so on the phone. And he's like, oh, right, I'll come and answer the phone. And then it's like, yeah, the bone marrow's ready. <laughs> what the fuck? It's really weird. Yeah. So I don't know if you've just shagged the prostitute, should you be given a bone marrow transplant? You, should, you probably need to leave that six months at least, right? You've definitely got a boner, so. <laughs> Did I tell you one of my prostitute stories? Probably no. So this is, a, this is only a brief little story. Um, so it's only a quick one, don't worry. Make a note of it, well played. Um, so this was coming back from, where had I been? I've been somewhere on the train um, and I, I came back into Manchester, like uh, Piccadilly Station. Got off the got off the train with my, my bag and that. I've got a prostitute story from Piccadilly Station too, but carry on. Brilliant. You know what? This is really weird. As you started saying this, I'm like, was this? I'm sure Jay said something like this. Then I'm thinking, have, have I just heard you say this? Carry on. Good story. Okay, so I've got off the train as I, as you do. Um, got my ba- quite a big bag with me. I think I've been away for a weekend or something. Um, and I don't know, like around Piccadilly Station in Manchester ladies of the night do frequent okay they are around there's like a little bridge around the back and i would i just walked out i think i was getting attacked no i, I can't tell you what i was doing because that's this the punchline of the story um so <laughs> i've just walked out with my bag and whatever onto the street and um prostitute comes up to me not a good one. Not it's not fucking Julia Roberts. It's like <laughs> it's like the one Tad took to the dead ball or whatever. So she comes up to me. Um, just like slowly sidles up and stands next to me for a minute, just for a second. And I'm, I go, right? Like I would <laughs> as if I'm starting a podcast. <laughs> right? um, and she went, and, and she said, she just said, yeah, do you want any business? Right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said, no, it's all right. My mum's picking me up. <laughs> oh, you've told this story before. There you go. I might not have told it on here. The mum's picking me up. Stuff, the yeah. mum's picking me up. <laughs> she, she was. She was. I don't think she would have approved of that either. Go on, what's your prostitute story? Well, from the same place. Yeah. So I used to run a cafe for like an office block in city centre. 
uh, but we used to do breakfast. So I'd get like the first met into town, into Piccadilly, and then I'd wait. It was like a five, six minute walk from there to the office block. Under the bridge, as you go. Bear in mind, this is, I think, first Met's R5-ish. So it's probably six o'clock by the time I'm getting off the Met. It's broad daylight. And she's like, do you want any business? And I'm like, I just said, no, it's six o'clock in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I was was just... What do you say? You don't know what to say, do you? That's what I was like. like, No, it's six o'clock in the morning, thanks. Just, At I, least you didn't say, no, Adam's mum's picking me up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I was just more flabbergasted at the fact, like, that's got to be the graveyard shift for prostitutes, right? Like, six o'clock in the morning, you're not getting much good, but that's the worst shift of them all, right? Like, <laughs> then I reckon <laughs> 10 till 2 is, like, the prime, the prime shift. 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. No, no, no. 10 p.m. till 2 a.m. That's like, that's got to be the best shift going. Right? Is that when that's... you'd be looking for a prostitute? Yeah, basically. But <laughs> 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 well, no, like, like the places are still busy. There's still nightclubs and bars open. So people are drunk. Uh, yeah, so 10 till 2 is pretty good. After 2 o'clock, it's got like the clientele's got to go down really badly. Like, you've, that's when your serial killers are out. Surely about three. I think it, I think it's more the the prostitutes that are going down after that. But yeah, but six a.m. Who wants? Who wants a shag at six a.m.? <laughs> nobody. No one. Nobody wants a shag at six a.m. Uh... <laughs> Tim, you got hey, a prostitute story? My my only prostitute story it probably happened between ten and two, and it's about Jay. So I won't say it. <laughs> Which one was this one? This is this is the other prostitute story when you shagged the prostitute. <laughs> I didn't witness enough to know exactly what happened, but she was Polish and it was a strip club. So... <laughs> There's no Are sex. Sure in she wasn't a waitress. Wasn't a waitress. Well, I I don't know. She might have had other jobs, but I'm sure she was. Last, I'm sure. But yeah, no, no sex in the champagne room, Tim. So, unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know what you paid 60 quid for then. <laughs> champagne in the sex room. Hi, I'm JK, the host of Sorts from the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. And I'm here to tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I've just started using Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable all in one place. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing, stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like, from sports, science to Bitcoin, or even the Kardashians, or even Neighbours. It will find you the latest articles and either read them to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well. Explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, The Neighbourhood Rewatch, is on there too. 
So download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me and use the promo code NEIGHBORHOOD to get one month free premium subscription. So moving on to probably the biggest story coming out of the dead ball is Flick and Joel. So for some reason, Joel is a chaperone for the evening. I'm not quite sure why. I don't know. I'm not sure how this got set up. She needed a date for the dead ball. I think she asked him because it's obviously Joel and I think she had a bit of a crush on him, but I think he was kind of doing a favour. She didn't have anybody to take her. I feel like it was one of those situations. Um, Side point on the dead ball, first of all, every fucker's gone to this. Imagine Harold are there. Mm. Joe and Lynn are there. Tess and Dion are there. Yeah, everybody's Joel's obviously there as a date. Like, if imagine, like, I know it's not the same as a prom, but it's it's a, it's a similar sort of event. All these fucking mums and dads and all sorts are turning up at this dead ball. You wouldn't want that, would you? If you were trying to finger bang people, you wouldn't want your fucking imagine Harold's of the world watching, would you? <laughs> Jay would. <laughs> No, no, you're absolutely right there. No, it's just going to put you right off your game, isn't it? You, yeah. You're not going to finger bang flick knowing that you've Joe Scully is in within punching range of you. No, absolutely not. So, yeah, that is a very good point. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, Joel ends up as the chaperone. Uh, flick gets her hair done by Lynn, which is nice. Flick's all stressing about it. She's, like, proper really excited about it. Joel's, you know, he's seems a little bit unsure about it, but, you know, he's agreed to do it, and uh, you know, he's a man of his word and he, he's dressed up for the occasion. And Joe, Joe Scully gives him a bit of, oh, you know, I bet you better watch out kind of thing. Bit of joking. Joe's like, hmm. Uh, yeah, Joel is, is very worried about what's going to happen here the whole time. Um, so they get to the dead ball and they, they do their introductions and they're like, oh, this girl is doing this and this girl is going to do that. And Flick's last because she had some sort of last minute hiccup. She ripped her dress by putting a heel through the hem. And she also, when that happened, she cried and messed the makeup up. I'll tell you what happened. I was paying attention. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they come out last. and But then Flick gets the the pleasure of introducing a special band to the dead ball. That's because she sorted out the band. Did she? Yeah. She mentions to Tess earlier in the episode... Don't worry, that surprise is sorted. And Tess goes, oh, the surprise. And Flick goes, yes, the one I organised. How the fuck is she organising that? Have you seen her? Come on. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, the uh, the surprise is the band, I don't know if you remember these, Human Nature. Do you remember this band? I they don't were... know if I remember them just from this Neighbours episode. Yeah, I think so too. Probably. I do remember that song. It's very, it's very NSYNC, but like 6 a.m. prostitute NSYNC. (laughs) 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 They're they're very low rent. Uh, Yeah, and they do their song, uh, which I can't remember the name of. I can kind of remember how it goes. It's a bit like like Bye Bye Bye, but yeah, it is. It's like Uh, She Don't Love You No. It's got a full routine and everything. Yeah, so they do a little dance and everyone goes, even Maggie's up fucking dancing. She forgot she's paralysed. She's not anymore. She's not paralysed anymore. She's getting about in these episodes. Yeah, so she's up fucking giving it. She's twerking. 
giving it a try. I can see Madge inventing twerk in 20 years before it happened. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it, so, so Dee and Tessa are at, at this ball as well. And Tessie's kind of like, oh, you, you know, D, so D and Joel are split up at this point, but they're, they're on pretty friendly terms. Joel comes round at some point and they're just kind of chatting away and having a bit of a laugh. And, you know, it's all quite nice and quite friendly. And Tessie's like, oh, you know, are you two going to get back together? And he's like, no, I don't think so. And then she's at the ball and he's watching, she's watching Joel dance with Flick and she's fucking fuming. She is absolutely like, she is. She's like, uh, her face is a bit like, do you know in Superman 3 when he goes a bit bad and he's at the bar? <laughs> her face is a little bit like that. Yeah. Like she's chewing did she, did she start throwing peanuts at them? She wanted to. She was doing it in her mind. She was, in her mind, she was thinking, I hope this bitch has got peanut allergy and then flicking peanuts at her. <laughs> um, so, they, they have the, the great the, the great dance-off with human nature and they're like, wow, human nature is brilliant. Uh, then the party goes and they're like, all the kids are like, oh, this is fucking brilliant. Let's let's not make the night stop now. Let's well, carry on after, after the, the show. Party. After the show. It's the after party. There you go. Um, so, yeah, they're like, oh, let's go for an after party. Madge and Bishop, Madge, Madge and Harold are like, nah, we're done now. We're going home. Good. Uh, good. Uh, and Joe and Lynn are like, ah, oh, should we let Flick out? And they're like, oh, no, let her, let her trust herself. Uh, so the kids are like, oh, fuck, where do we go for an after party? Tad's like, don't worry, I've got it sorted. We're off to Toadie's house. So they all go back to Toadie's house for an after party. Tad starts DJing. Do you want to know, do you know, do you want to know his DJ name, Tim? Yeah, because I'm not going to be able to get Yeah, it's really terrible. It's DJ Detonator. No, there's fucking no effort gone into that. Yeah. Uh, does he drop bombs? Don't know. Drops beats. Drops beats. Well, they the kind of word, I reckon, just beats. gets lost with an Australian accent. Mm. Too many T's. <laughs> beats don't explode, though. So that's why you'd have to drop bombs. Detonators do. Well, no, they don't explode either. They just do the exploding. No, the detonator's beats explode. Ah, so he's pressing the detonator, which then makes the beats explode. So he's loaded up the beats beforehand with a bit of putty and some dynamite. I feel like with only three minutes to go, you're focusing on the wrong part of this story. (laughs) I I hope that someone, before he started, stood up and calmly explained his name to people. So that they could get You'd the have full to, benefit. Yeah, wasted. <laughs> <laughs> they should explain what's happening more often, DJs, to be fair. I think so, because I, I get really confused. <laughs> well, you know, like when the dry ice comes up and stuff, you're like, fuck, is that dry ice? Or is that just, is DJ detonate itself a bomb? It's, you don't fucking know. You don't know. Thought there wasn't any smoking allowed in here. What the fuck's going on? Exactly. I thought it was smoking outside. It could be vapes. You just don't know. Like, oh, waiting for the beat to drop. I don't. I don't want anybody dropping anything on me. I feel like it's dangerous, so I just leave. Go and get a prostitute outside. <laughs> well, by about this point, it was six a.m. as well because it was it was daytime because there was lots of lots of. Uh, 
like Carl was like looking out the window going off oh, for fuck's sake like it's this fucking party still going on uh, imagine Harold like ah oh, at least we know where we are uh, yeah but the party and the party all spilled out and then eventually human nature come around to the party as well um, which was definitely a bit pedo watchy I think I was going to say so the party kind of like they all eventually go home at 6am or whatever to get the prostitutes and then um Joel and Flick are left by the pool and they're sat very close together. They have that little gaze into each other's eyes and they both lean in for a bit of a pash, I think they call it on the show. Pash. So with that said, and with only a minute to go until you're going to probably move this on, I've got a question for you both. Go on. So Joel... He's a triathlete. He's at uni studying to be a marine biologist. And by my accounts, he must be 19, 20 maybe. Flicks 15, 16 at high school. Got a question for you. (laughs) Joel. Pedo or no pedo? Tim, you go first. (laughs) Definitely pedo. Yeah. I'm also going to say pedo as well. Because this one line that he says, he one. says to he says to Flick after he's kissed her, I should have kissed you a long time ago. And she went, No, you shouldn't have. <laughs> pedo. <laughs> Even she knows she's being pedoed right now. <laughs> Moving on from the dead ball. The dead ball is across all these three episodes. Uh but he does kind of bleed into the other storylines as well. And one of the storylines that it kind of bleeds into is Lance. Lance has a girlfriend, uh, a lovely lady called Alana. So there at Toadies. Toadies on some sort of trip somewhere. Don't know where he's gone. They don't really see. He's gone fishing. He's gone fishing. He tells that in the in the episode. Okay. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for paying attention there. He's gone fishing for some reason. Uh, so yeah. Just yeah, fish. <laughs> Hungry, wanted some fish. So we went fishing. Uh, he had the best fisher at about 2, 2 p.m. till about 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're, they're, they're Star Wars geeks now. Uh, these two, they're watching Star Wars, uh, which is funny because they're trying really hard to play music that's similar to Star Wars in the background, but isn't Star Wars. Uh, which is funny because I thought Lance was a Star Trek geek, uh, but maybe they're just. I'm not sure. I thought he was a. I thought he was a Trekkie. Same thing. Oh, it's <laughs> quite half our listeners. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so they they're uh, they're just sat on the couch having a nice, lovely evening watching Star Wars, geeking out about it, a bit of kissing, a bit of cuddling, uh, finger banging, oh, finger banging, yeah. Uh, Bob the dog's still there. Bob's dead, <laughs> but not in this episode. He's not. Uh, Bob the dog, <laughs> of course, loved very much by Sarah Beaumont. Loved so much that she just completely fucked him off and left yeah. left him to be looked after by a load of students who basically can't look after themselves. Um, so they're having a nice romantic evening. Of course, the after party from the dead ball comes through there, and they're. Uh, it's just ruining their nice romantic night. You know, Lance was going to get his end away, pretty much. And that's now been ruined. Uh, Alana's pretty pissed, uh, pissed off about it. She goes outside. She has a little bit of a sulk. 
Lance kind of uses his cheeky charm and humor to convince her to come back in. Uh, and then they have a great little time. Uh, of course, human nature are there at that point as well. I'm trying to hoover up any... Uh... Go on, Adam. You're like, Do to say we something. think we could get in touch with human nature? Let's give it a fucking go. Fucking right down. Give it a go. I feel like you've made a note of a few of these suggestions recently and we've still had no guess. I'm going to be honest with you, Tim. He's not writing anything down. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's motioning like he is, but he is not fucking writing any of my suggestions down. I'm getting a little bit um, disenchanted with the whole thing. I I action all the things you suggest. Um, We need to go. We need to just action them unsuccessfully. This is the thing, right? We've got, at work, we've got new people in charge, right? And they say things like actioned. <laughs> and we think they're cunts. Like, it's it's so, you know, David, Bren, you know, Ginny, you've got to look at the pie and um, we'll action it. Do you want my favourite slash, slash worst, like, jargon word is, business jargon word is? Well, the second anybody says it, I just completely tune out. Moving forward. Second someone says that, I'm like, I'm fucking out. I, I've lost all faith in you. What's your what's your worst business jargon word, Tim? You got you you work in the corporate world. Oh don't. <laughs> I don't know if I got one word. I do have like a story of like basically exactly what just happened where someone said that they were just make a note of something. And therefore, it's fixed. Like I was, I was on like a really short contract, and I was being I had the piss taken out of me, and just make being made to work loads more than my contract, which is fine while I've got the hours. But the second they don't want to pay me that anymore, I'm fucked. So I was asking them to. Like, there was this new regional manager came to visit for the first time, and I was asking him, "Can I get a bigger contract? I'm working the hours anyway. Can you give me the contract?" And he's like. Oh yeah, no problem. Got, gets a notebook out of his bag, flicks to a random page in the back, which is clearly full of shit and doodles. Scribbles on it, literally, not even a second. Scribbles on it, puts it back in his bag. <laughs> I'm on it. And I just looked at him and went, "Bye." <laughs> like, fuck you. I, I, I want to say fuck you, but I'm just gonna say it with my eyes instead and say bye and walk away. What that went. <laughs> I respect that guy to have the balls to just do that. <laughs> that pr- pr- pretty ball. Bring out a I, fucking, I agree. Pretty, just bring out a fucking coloring book and go. Yeah, I'm writing this down, con. Right to you. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Honestly, I, I didn't appreciate it from my side, but I thought, yeah, if you're going to be in that position, you got minions just asking you for shit all day long. You're like, yeah, I'll definitely give you that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, where were we up to? Uh, yeah, so yeah, they had a good night. All in all, they wake up on the couch together. Human nature is still there, doing a bit of an acapella thing. Did you spot though that his girlfriend didn't want want to go back to hers? Do you think there's some sort of little sto- underlying story here? Because she didn't really want Lance at all. Come back, with, I walk you home, and she was like, "Nah, don't do that." Oh yeah, he could be getting set up for another fall here. Is there something else, little just? Bubbling under the surface there, maybe. We'll find out in season four, I'm sure. Um, I've got, I got a question for you. Alana, prozzy or no prozzy? 
don't That's know. A good question. That's good because she does like all the same things Lance likes. <laughs> I'm going to say not at the moment. Not at the moment. But I'm going to say not. However, I would not be surprised to see her in some sort of Star Wars cosplay at some point during these episodes. Ooh. The Princess Leia. A little bit of that. Oh, Chewbacca, Eva. Oh, Chewbacca. (laughs) Both are great. (laughs) Either way, Both do the job, yeah. Uh, so yeah, they just haven't. So yeah, a, a lot of these episodes are just setting up the next season. Um, Basically, just, all we're doing. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're just just teeing teeing up little things. So, like, actually, we, we probably need to speak about finish off the flick and Joel thing. So they have the little kiss in the in the uh, in the pool. Like, flick gets taped torn away by Steph for reasons that will become clear in a moment. Uh, but she pops around later on to see Joel, and she's like is this a start of a relationship? And Joel's like, oh, fucking hell. He's, 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 he has a look of fear in his face and that's how it ends. It's like, oh, that, that's the cliffhanger for the season. She fucking dropped that on him though, didn't she? Like, yeah, comes out with one little that. to the pool. And she's like, right, relationship time now. Uh, <laughs> do, you, do you want to be on a sex offenders list? Yes or no? Yeah. Lance and Toadie. So Toadie comes back from his fishing trip. I, d- I didn't see any fish on him, so I don't know if he did well or not. Uh, no kippers for breakfast for this lot. So he gets back. He's like, "What the fuck's going on with this house?" And he's like, "Human nature here." He's like, "Oh, cool. They're cool." Um, <laughs> well, they've noticed. So fucking random. Yeah. Well, they've noticed something going on between Flick and Joel, and they just keep winding up Joel. Completely. They have lots of fun with it. Uh, when Flick's asking Joel about if, if they're in a relationship now, Toady and Lance are behind the door kind of hearing about it, which is quite funny because Lance does, like Joel's right up against, uh, Lance is right up against the door and Joel just kind of goes and pushes the door. And you just see Lance go, ah, fuck. It was very funny. Um, Again, it was, <laughs> it was fine. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it did happen, Tim. That did happen in this episode. Yeah. And it, it's tickled him. <laughs> there was one other thing Lance did which made uh, which made me chuckle as well. He said, Oh, you know what? We get down and dirty at number 30. He did say that. He did say that. I thought that was very funny. So you find rhyming funny as well. That, that's, rhyming, yeah, that's rhyming good to know. Good. That's why I like <laughs> frog so much. They're, Just like, like Dr. Scared. Seuss and Eminem. They're, they're <laughs> your best, your, your favorite comedians. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's the Lance story. He's got a girlfriend. She seems she seems perfect, but you know when it's too good to be true, it usually is. So, it's so too good to be true. She's know. probably a prostitute. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of setting things up, uh, there is also a little bit of thing with Steph as well. She gets a letter from her ex called Woody. Uh, lol. Well, lol. And Lynn's like, oh, I liked Woody. I wonder why you two split up. And she's like, oh, it just didn't work out. But then she speaks to him on the phone later. And there's something going on there as well. There's What's a going on there, Tim? What do you think's going on? I reckon Buzz is fucking her. And that's the only reason they're not together anymore. Don't, don't acknowledge it. Don't acknowledge it. 
Make a note of the edit there. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon exclusive. The He's tip. in jail, Tim. He's in jail. He's ringing her from jail. That's why it didn't work oh. out. We don't know why, but he's in jail. In my defence, there's no fucking way I'd have guessed that. Not only do I barely know what's going on most of the time anyway, but you just said, who do you think Woody is? You don't know who Woody is. No. I we'll find out, though. Though. We'll find out it's season four. Uh, yeah, this is this is basically extended promo for season four. Uh, there is another storyline I want to talk. It's a classic. It's a classic neighbor storyline where it's over the second it fucking starts. So at the Scully's house is Uncle Mick, Joe's brother, Joe's right. elder brother. I think, like we said, I think we said a week or two ago, because uh, there was the first mention of Jack Scully, the son of the Scullys. And we made a point of saying we were very disappointed when Jack Scully turns up because he's not really what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. He's pretty he's pretty bad casting. I think Mick Scully is the best bit <laughs> of casting in the entire history of Neighbours. Yeah, no, he's ex- he looks exactly He's like Joe Scully's him. brother, 100%. Yeah. He's just yeah. Joe Scully's brother. If it's not his actual brother... I don't know how they've done it. Like, I always think that Fraser and Niles are per- like, that's brilliant. It looks <laughs> like it's his brother. This is better than that. Mick Scully is Joe Scully's brother. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great casting. Uh, it's just a shame he didn't stick around, really, because he's been kicked out and he's living at the Scullies because he's having uh, marital troubles and he can't get work. I'm assuming he kind of works in the same wine business as Joe. Same uh, wine business. <laughs> uh, but... So he has a proper whinge to Joe and Joe's, he's like, I'm your older brother. I should be looking after you. You shouldn't be giving money, me money in a house. And Joe's like, don't worry, mate. You've, you've helped me out with scrapes loads of time. I'd fucking love to know what those scrapes were. I'd watch it. If they got a spin-off show, I'd watch it. Yeah. Mick and Joe Scully, the younger days, just getting into scrapes. Yeah. That'd be fucking brilliant. Uh, but don't worry because he gets a phone call off his wife and he's back home. And everyone's like, all right, see you, Uncle Mick. Bye. <laughs> and that's the fucking Joe gives him like a little note that says ring this guy up he's got a job for you yeah it's all tied up in such a nice little bone it's ridiculous it's like why the fuck did we start this storyline to end it five minutes later why did we cast this guy I think they probably what they did is just saw this guy in the shrink and went oh my god that's fucking Joe Scully's brother we need <laughs> to cast this guy he's like I'm not an actor be like we don't fucking care you're getting a storyline <laughs> I just had a quick check to see if he if they are actually brothers. I don't think they are, but Mick Scully actor does have a good name. Oh, what's the name? Andy Anderson. That's a fucking great name. Not, I would not be surprised kidding. if he comes back. I reckon he might be back again at some point. Yeah. Do you reckon we can get Andy Anderson on the show? What? Right. Make a note of it in I'll your note of it. Your notebook. Andy Anderson. It's done. Shut the book there just for <laughs> yeah. I looked him in the eye while I did it as well. But in reality, I just drew a massive cock. Uh... <laughs> so speaking of Joe Scully, get to um, it now. Get Come to on. it. Adam's there you go. Whole what a storyline. You what said you need something big to finish a season, and this is it, ladies and gentlemen. It is a classic Joe Scully taxi storyline. Uh, I and I hope these continue for years to come because they're fucking brilliant. Um, so yeah, Joe Scully is still doing the taxiing. 
Uh, but just before we sh we show him, just before they show him getting his uh, getting uh, getting someone into the taxi, they show a look. They cut to like it was really weird. I was like, they, like did someone switch channel or something? Like so they cut to like a, a news footage of like a fire. Um, and then it, it's a it, mass. It's a massive bushfire is happening yeah. in the outer Melbourne area at this time, and they show you a bit of news footage of this fire just getting started and kicking off. And then, this is what I like about Joe Scully taxi driver storylines. You know exactly what the storyline is going to be within two seconds. Yeah. The, like, obvious it, things. Like, last time when he had that guy who was clearly going to rob him. Like, <laughs> this is this is even more on the nose, obvious what's going to happen here. Yeah, but I do literally, not mind it. Yeah, literally, it shows the bushfire, and then it literally cuts to Joe Scully going, come on, love, get in the taxi. Oh, you're pregnant, are you? Don't worry, get in. And you're like, yeah, well, this is going to happen. He's going to get stuck in a bush. Here's <laughs> yeah. a massive fire, and here's a pregnant lady getting in the back of Joe Scully's taxi. It's fucking brilliant. It is. It's like when they used it. to do that in casualty. It was like a lot of people going on a lad's weekend, but also like rock climbing, and you just think, right, someone's fucking dead here. <laughs> Someone's hitting their head. Uh, so yeah, he's driving along. Uh, he's he's speaking to the woman. Uh, she's Asian. Her English isn't great. The, the the accent's a bit problematic, if we're honest. What uh, kind of Asian? It's a big place. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not trying to trick you into being racist. <laughs> I'm just I'm curious because I haven't seen it. What Eastern? Yeah. Yeah. Okay then. Uh, yeah, the yeah the accent's a bit problematic because it's <laughs> it's uh, yeah it's and it's like she's so she's spoken in very bring, broken English like oh my my husband yours. works away. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, she's like, oh where's your husband? Oh, husband works away. Um, and then and then they're driving and a tree's falling in the road. And he's like, oh, for fuck's sake, we're going to have to reverse. So they reverse for a bit. Um, but then, of course, she starts going into fucking labour. He's like, oh, fuck's sake, what do I do? Call, he calls the ambulance. And, like, there's a fucking fire. We can't get out to you. So he's got... And he's like, oh, fuck him, I'm going to call now. Carl Kennedy. He calls Carl Kennedy. Uh, we get to, you know, we get to see Carl Kennedy. Da Dr. Darcy's there. Do you remember him? He's back. I did remember him. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's just there. I was like, him. that's fucking Darcy. Yeah. He just showed up, apparently. So he's like, he's a, he's a tease for the next season. Like, oh, sexy, sexy young doctor. He is a tease Tune as in. well. He is a tease. He's a very sexy young doctor as well. Uh, so Cal starts to... <laughs> oh, he is. He is? No, I'm not. Yes. I'm not. Not agreeing uh, with you. So Cal starts talking him through it. Uh, he's like, right. He's get some blankets. Uh and this was my favourite line. This was my favourite line from Joe Scully. So Carl's like, right, you need to keep the baby warm, so get some blankets. And Joe Scully straight away goes, all right, I'll just go straight to the baby cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe's he's proper like, fuming with him. He's just like, all right, then, dickhead. Baby, I'm on a taxi. Fire. I'll just go to the baby cupboard, shall I? You he proper prick. gives Carl shit the entire time. Like, he's rang Carl for help. And all he does is give him shit. This guy goes, you rang an ambulance? He went, no, I didn't. I rang the fuck. Well, I can't remember what he said. Yeah, he, did. he does. 
he's he's yeah he's he's rung some carl says have you rung an ambulance he says no i've rang the fucking whatever ice cream man or something he says something <laughs> ridiculous straight away yeah <laughs> uh yeah he's like right you make she's got to make sure she's panting and joe's are like what the fuck and he just turns around and goes right start panting start panting like this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She just starts fucking panting. She hey, she starts panting, though. She does start panting, to be fair. He's like, right, you need to get her out of the car. You need to go on the side of the road. Um, oh, you also need to get some shoelaces as well to cut the in, cut the umbilical cord. Well, to tie the umbilical cord up. Oh, yeah, you yeah. cut a cord with fucking shoelaces, could you? Yeah, right, to tie it off at both ends. Carl says this about 600 times. Like He's it's very clear about this. Service message. You need to cut them off at two ends. At both. You need to tie it at both ends. So there's no hemorrhaging to the baby or the baby's house. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. I couldn't the think of the word house. for womb. Womb. <laughs> it completely eluded me for a second there. I mean, once the baby's born, I mean, you can just say baby and the mother, but you needed womb. You couldn't come up with womb, so you went, ba- you went with baby's house. I quite like that though. I've never heard anyone refer to it as the baby house. <laughs> Doesn't live there anymore at this point. It did but though. The baby's house. It lived there for nine months. He's good. Baby <laughs> house is good stuff. It did it live there for nine months, and then they had some problem with the the the, the, the roof leaking, so it had to leave. <laughs> Uh, the floor that was leaking. Uh, so yeah, so Joe's battery is running a bit low as well. So he's like intermittently calling Carl because he doesn't want his battery to get completely fried. Uh, so he gets her at the side of a tree. Uh, you get the blanket over her, so you don't you don't see it. You don't see what's going on. It's daytime telly. You don't see. You don't it. see it, Tim, at five thirty-five <laughs> on a fucking weekday. You don't see it. I, you don't. I just think. I'd... The, the only film that I've ever seen that you do actually see it for a split second is Knocked Up, and it's meant to be funny. And of all of all the things that you you felt that I needed to know, you don't see it. <laughs> just just so you know, Tim, you, you <laughs> don't see it. <laughs> if you want to see something like that, 6am Manchester train station, um, <laughs> that's why you can see stuff like that. <laughs> you want any business? Yeah, I want to watch you give birth. <laughs> I'll give you 15 quid. Yeah. So you get to see uh so she starts giving birth. And Carl's like, what do you see? And Joe's like just has a good old look at it. You get, Audio he podcast. It. <laughs> yeah, he gets he has a good old stare at it. And he's like, Oh, there's someone coming out. It's the it's the head. And they're like, right, you need to put I think I'm not sure if this is true. He's like, you need to hold the head and stop it coming out. He says, like, you need to push on the head to stop it coming out. No, he doesn't. He never he says stop he it coming out. He does say that. He never stops. He, he, he put hand on head. The baby coming out. He might have said hold the head so he it, said, doesn't go, it doesn't fall out. Like, you, you hold the head out. Like, you bring it out, don't you? And hold the head. You don't push it back in, back to its this, this is This is a classic JK moment that he thinks he heard that, Therefore, that's what happened. It doesn't make it. It doesn't matter that it makes no it makes sense no whatsoever. Sense. Basically, what you'd be doing, therefore, is killing the child. No, that's not what the doctor suggested he does. That's. No. <sighs> Pretty sure he's had two you got kids two. Himself. You got two kids. Yeah. 
he got. <laughs> he obviously Luckily, wasn't there. I didn't. Have you to might have wanted them to go back in at the time, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, he helps. He helps give birth. Lynn is no fucking help during this. So, so the reason Flick gets called away is because Steph is like, Flick, your dad's stuck in a fire. You need to get over it now. <clears throat> Excuse me. So yeah, they're like they're all at the Kennedy's house, and Lynn's Lynn gets on the phone. He's like, "Oh, Lynn's here." I got on the phone, and Lynn's like, "Get the fuck out of there! Get Lynn's the fuck out of there now!" And she Joe's really like, oh, on. "Yeah, really." Yeah. Like she's no, she's like, "Get the fuck out! Leave that fucking pregnant bitch to fucking die!" Like she just wants you out of there. You get out of there right now. He's like, "I can't. I'm stuck, and I'm also giving birth, helping someone give birth." Here. He's like, "I don't he's fucking care." You know, he's not giving birth himself. Um, so yeah, we get we get a we he get a nice little baby. Out. He sorts it all out. You see a nice little baby. It's got nice head of black hair as well. Uh, he managed to is tie it a typical, it twice. Is it the typical thing of TV world where the kid's like three months old? I look like a proper baby, baby. It was a it was a baby. It was a real baby. I mean, it, he hadn't just been born that second, but it it looked like a baby. Yeah, did look they managed like to get a, a proper new one then. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they, what's the season? Always be what happens they... in films. Like that kid's like four months old. There's no way that just fit out of there. Some kids are fat from birth. Some are tiny. <laughs> They'd obviously spent a bit of money on a kid for like the finale, yeah. like you say. Yeah, it's the finale. They've gone all out. And I think they're pretty cheap from that side of the world anyway, because there's like they shouldn't be having them anyway, should they? <laughs> you get one, then you got to sell the others. And Joe Scully gets emotional. We get to see a little tear from Joe Scully, which is which is nice. It got me emotional as well. It just shows Joe Scully, he's not just a hard ass all the time. He's he didn't cry though. He's got he has nah, there was a little bit of You've tear. made that up. No, it was definitely a tear. <laughs> it was definitely a bit of mist in. Maybe it was he did like the oh this is nice and that was enough. He didn't he didn't tear up. Joe Scully don't cry. No, but Just fucking making stuff up. He making it up. He did show he's got a softer side, ready for the next season. He's like Joe Scully. He's not just a hard ass all the time. He can be a bit softer. But the car and they're like right, let's get the fuck out of here now. But the car battery's dead, and the fire starts coming over them. He's like oh fuck. Why sake. is the battery dead? Because he, he was charging his phone up. <laughs> he was charging his phone up and using like the, the stereo to talk to Carl through the car stereo. So yeah, he just left the engine running like an absolute cock. Um, so it's dead. He's like, fuck, we're going to have to hide out in the car while the storm, and let the storm wash over us. And then I thought, right, this is going to go on here. This is going to get, this is going to be a really big struggle and this is going to be the massive cliffhanger. Comes back after the break, fire truck pulls up and just saves them. Yeah. Literally, there's, there's an advert and then they're getting rescued by a fire truck. Yeah. They're like, fuck, we spent all that money on the baby. We've got no money left now. No, get, get them safe, get them safe. Yeah. Firework, fire truck comes, <laughs> takes them to the hospital. All good. They all meet them at the hospital. Drinks are on Joe Scully. He's fucking done it again. Yeah. Three, three cheers for Joe Scully. Yeah, and that's why they had to end what, what? cliffhanger with Flick and Joel because they couldn't end, they couldn't end it with Joe Scully because they'd run out of money. What do they call the baby? That's a Duh. good point. 
I do believe what, the woman would, was called Tina. What would you call a Chinese baby if you were trying to pay tribute to Joe Scully? Joe Scully. <laughs> yeah. I'll do. Yeah, Joe Scully. <laughs> That's the first name, Joe Scully. No second yeah. name, just one Joe first Scully. name, Joe Scully. <laughs> and there we go. That was the, the season finale of Neighbours. Holy shit. That was the end of year 2000. So when we come back, we'll be in 2001. Wow. Do you think it's going gonna, it's gonna to go from strength to strength? What do you think? Or is it going to go downhill for a bit? What do you think? I think it can go downhill. You've still got the Scullies in the show. You've got... Any predictions? Uh, well, there'll definitely be more Peter Wynn. That, that's it. Gimmick for the new season. Let's hope there's no more pedos. I don't know what the Joel and Flick thing is. The big story. No, we've decided as a pedo. We need something different for season four. Get writing shit down. Get some ideas flowing. Get those juices flowing for the. Uh, come the, on. The idea. We don't know where it's going to go. That's the that's the beauty of this podcast. We don't know where it's going to go. We don't know what neighbors is going to throw at us next season. Uh, well, actually, I can't. I've got. I've got. I've. I have. No one. You said you had something for us. I do have one thing that I know is going to happen. So, this, I, but I don't know if I want to spoil it for you right now. Or not. Spoilers. I thought it was something that we were going to do. But season four, no. Well, the start of season four is something pretty, pretty big. Uh, I'll just that's all I'm going to say. Uh, we are going to have a little break. We're just going to do like a special episode next. Not, no, not a break for you. Sorry. Oh, what? You. Just a break from the norm. <laughs> Uh, next week, we're going to do a funeral special. Right, oh, no. Fucking right, arms, here's the thing. You have been <laughs> this in the group a few times, and me and Tim have been either said no or just left you hanging on with it because I don't understand what you're going to get out of this. I don't know what your plan is. <laughs> I can't see this being fun. I can't see this being something that other people want to hear. What the fuck are you talking about? You've already you've already set up your your tester for this was finding a jingle for Pedo Watch, which was meant to be a joke, and you took it too seriously, and you made it dark and weird. No, and this just... is only going to be horrible. No, it's going to be fine. It's going to be absolutely fine. It's a nice counterbalance to the wedding specials we did in between season two. No, it's and season not. Three. It is. There's there's life, and then there's death, and unfortunately, there's. Well, what death. are we going to talk about for an hour? Well, we're gonna. Well, we're gonna watch a funeral episode of Neighbours. Right. Uh, yeah. So, which, which funerals are we gonna watch then? Like, whose funeral? We're gonna watch. It's just gonna be one. We're gonna watch Helen Daniels' funeral. Just one. So it's it's a it's a funeral special, and we're literally gonna watch one of one episode of a character death who we don't really know anything about because right. she's, she's been gone for a long time. I'm less worried about the fact that we all know on this podcast, actually talking about neighbours is, is probably about 10% of the whole thing. How the yeah. fuck, like, we all know Tim doesn't make jokes. How the fuck are we going to make an hour worth of jokes and, like, offhand comments about funerals? Well, as, as, no, luck, would, as luck would have it, as luck would have it, I've just recently been to a funeral. Funny, was it? Yeah. <laughs> But it was fucking humour filled. What and I have got lots of things to say about funerals. Funny stuff, though. <laughs> okay. No, you know what? Fine. Let him fucking <laughs> trust hang the himself process. out to dry. Trust the process. 
So yeah, we're going to watch the funeral of Helen Daniels because, and as well, it was just before episode three thousand as well. She's still when we started watching, she was still pretty fresh in the ground. Um, so it'll be nice to kind of hark back to the start. It's a nice I imagine I imagine she'll you know, come out on. with lots of sensitive phrases like "fresh in the ground." <laughs> tune, tune in next week for for sensitive time with J.K. <laughs> I don't know Worm food, do I imagine, is another one. Speaking <laughs> over that one. No, I think it. I think it'll be a nice, interesting counterbalance. And like I say, it's the circle of life. You know, we, we're way off into the future now. We're in two thousand and one. For neighbours, as so Adam nice has already back. alluded to, I'm the counterbalance because I'm not funny. <laughs> we don't need subjects that aren't funny. We got a good two episodes, if not more, out of your wedding because we had like some before stuff and then after stuff. And we spent the entire episode talking about you. And I You're don't funny. mind taking the piss out of your wedding. That's that's fine, in my opinion. <laughs> funerals, I don't know where... I, I might have to draw the line at funerals. I don't, I don't know if I want to make light of such a thing. <laughs> your wedding, fine, fair game. <laughs> uh, I... I... Trust the process. Trust the process. Uh, I mean, you've trusted me this entire season. Who Not knew at the start all. of the season what was going to happen? Uh, <laughs> and some amazing things have happened this season. Uh, and we'll have a little break next week, and then amazing things will happen for season four. Uh, it's from strength. Imagine what we'll do in season four. We won an award in season three. Imagine what we'll do in season four. But before that, there is a necessary break. And I think it's start, I think it, and it's nice to reflect as well sometimes. So it'll oh be God, it'll give us, already. It's gonna be <laughs> It'll give us pause for thought before we head in into season four. And I <laughs> I go, Adam's get Adam's I'm turning him round. He's got a sly smile. I'm turning No, him. what my sly smile is at the moment. This is you doing like the slow goodbye and ending the season <laughs> and just ramp you're just rambling on now about next season. You've got to finish this one, and, and now you've only got three minutes or so to do it. So you need to make it quite nice. So wrap it up. I have enjoyed season three. I am looking forward to season four. We'll see what happens with the funeral fucking rewatch. I don't know what I don't know how it's gonna go. Um, but as always, I am excited to see what shit you come out with. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I actually don't know where to go for you. I was planning to write a little speech and then I forgot. Uh, why, why a speech? Just like a nice way to wrap up the season, like talk about how things started. We started with the, the big motorbike crash. Uh, it, it was a complete game changer for everyone. Uh, poor Brendan, let's not forget poor Brendan who died. Uh, he didn't really get a <laughs> Fucking hell. This is like it's just it's this is this is a preview, a slow, morbid preview <laughs> of the let's now talk about you know funerals. Episode. You know what this is actually a preview of Tim. I hope you're ready for this. Your fucking wedding day. <laughs> oh, I had a speech. Uh, I was gonna. Write, I was gonna write one. Um, how long have we got? Oh, I met him a while ago. Oh my god. Uh, 
<laughs> That's why I've asked both of you to do That's it. That's your funeral, <laughs> <my friend. laughs> Tim's got no prosy stories. That's that's the upsetting. That's why you're you my prosy story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like I was all your fucking stand-up material as well. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right. You've you've ruined my flow now. There was no, there was flow. no flow. It was, it was awful. <laughs> Wrap it up. Come on. Wrap it fucking up. We have come a very long way in season three. Uh, oh, we've had off. some exciting storylines. Um, we've met some new characters. We've said goodbye to some old characters. We've had characters show up for about a minute and then go away again. Uh, but the one thing that stays <laughs> constant <laughs> is the three of us and our bond of celebrating neighbours and that's what we will carry on doing is hashtag celebrating neighbours <laughs> <laughs> we will adam tim i will see you for season four we've watched some good neighbours and but more importantly you've been good friends goodbye everybody <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God.